It's another Thursday. It's another crossover Thursday in the Locked On Podcast Network. This is going to be a really fun one. We've got some OGs here in the house. Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals ahead of Thursday night's matchup that's going to be massive. It's going to have massive implications for both teams. There's been some uh, storyline overshadowing that we didn't necessarily see that we'll discuss regarding availability of players. But Peter, I mean, you get to cover the Packers. That's awesome. And this is just another year. They're in line for potentially a 14 and three or 13 and four this year in line with Matt LaFleur as the head coach. What we'd like to do here in the first segment for those that haven't watched, um, this is kind of like a, how did we get here through seven weeks? And at Peter underscore Bukowski on Twitter, at Bob Rack, at Clancy's Corner. Check out Peter on his YouTube channel. Check out us on Locked on Cardinals YouTube channel. Thank you to everybody who listens, subscribes, etc. Uh, first, before we get into it, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals and Locked on Packers, whatever team you like to you like to watch, your first listen. It's free everywhere. We do live reads, but there's no paywall. So you'd rather take live reads over having to pay for the content. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by McDonald's. Um, I love McDonald's. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. It's proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a piece, just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. I remember still jumping on the jungle gyms when I was younger. A big thanks to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Peter, six and one, six wins in a row. Seems to be planogram spec for what we've experienced out of Green Bay over the last handful of seasons. Is this just another one? Or are you already looking to the NFC Championship game like we've seen this all before? Well, you know, I, I think there is uh, certainly an expectation in Green Bay of what this season is going to be. Uh, and and that was true coming into this season, regardless of what was going on with Aaron Rodgers. And then we, we got this sort of unexpected drama in the offseason. He comes back and, uh, hey, everything's fine. I'm back. I'm ready to go. And then they get their butts kicked in week one. And everyone's just sort of like, whoa. All right. Do we need to recalibrate expectations for this team? Are they not as good as we thought they are? Are they, is this a distraction? Is Aaron Rodgers a distraction? And, you know, they're going to dismiss all of that stuff. But I, I, I came on Lockdown Packers and I said, look, any questions you want to ask at this point, you know, back in week one, they're fair because of how everyone, not just Aaron Rodgers, looked on the field. Those are fair questions to be asking. And they had the opportunity to put them to bed. They've won six straight. So now it's sort of like they get to say, oh, see, I told you so. Uh, it wasn't a distraction. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Uh, but at this point, they four of their six wins have come by 10 points or more, even though some of them have not been you know, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, their, their point differential is still drugged down by the 35-point loss against uh, the New Orleans Saints. But they are they are finding some continuity on offense and they are finding some continuity on defense thanks to some moves that were made this offseason. First round pick Eric Stokes looks like an absolute keeper. He has looked as good as a first round corner as as they have had since Jair Alexander. And he is being tasked with covering number one receivers. My expectation is he is going to spend a lot of time opposite DeAndre Hopkins in this game. And the other impact uh, signing this this wasn't even the offseason. It was in July. They go out and they get Devondre Campbell, um, who is someone that that your fans are are familiar with. He has not looked like the guy that we saw this year anywhere else. He was in Atlanta with Matt Lafleur. He was a solid guy. That is what he's been his whole career. Just a solid starting caliber linebacker. He has been a Pro Bowl player 
in Green Bay. And, and no one can really explain why. No one can really explain what the difference is. So defensively, they're, they're playing a different style than they did last year. They're getting contributions from a lot of different guys, even in a secondary that's really banged up. So um, I, I was really excited for this test three weeks ago, four weeks ago. J.R. Alexander gets hurt. Devontae Adams is out. And all of a sudden, it's changed the tenor. Zadarius Smith, who was hurt in, in training camp, that changes the tenor of this matchup in a lot of ways. But I still think, I, mean, I still really expect a really good football game on Thursday night. I still think it's going to be a great game. And it is, as you said, a, a litmus test for both these teams. Yeah, really quick. And so let's shift to the Cardinals here real quick. You talk about all of these moving pieces. And Eric Stokes has been great. Uh, if you check out Peter underscore Bukowski on Twitter, he is probably the, the, the president of the fan club of Kevin trying to get him more or Eric Stokes trying to get him more reps. And he's slowly been getting that. And uh, Peter's a great follow on Twitter. Bo, the Cardinals have added some pieces as well. A lot of them high functioning offensive pieces that we've seen make yep. integral changes for this, for Cliff Kingsbury's offense. That's been running as, you know, high oxane octane octane as, as we've seen it in his third year uh, as an NFL head coach. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, Matt LaFleur and Cliff Kingsbury, two different, uh, I guess, ascensions to this, where we are in this game, where Cliff Kingsbury was heavily criticized his first two seasons. Matt LaFleur has been able to avoid that because of all the success that they've had with him and Aaron Rodgers the past two seasons. But here they are now. Uh, both came into the league as head coaches the same year. Um, Cliff has his pieces in place as far as the guys that he can put and in, in, in be the most successful is as far as a play caller. I mean, you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins, Peter. It extends beyond DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it's sure. a true embarrassment of riches. Uh, poor Aaron Rodgers has to look at Kyler Murray in his third year. He has more playmakers than Aaron Rodgers has probably ever had his entire tenure in Green Bay. I mean, it goes, you know, A.J. Green on the outside who's having a career resurgence. You've got Christian Kirk who's playing the slot for the first time this season in a contract season having – immense amount of success there and then Rondell Moore who I'm sure you're very familiar with you know played in the Midwest he played at Purdue for a couple of seasons just speedy kind of looks like Kyler Murray but wide receiver um it, it's it, and then Chase Edmonds has been solid out of the backfield and James Conner has been that you know that money in the bank punch it in goal line running back it's just a it's a great mix of playmakers when at this time last year we're like okay there's Nuke and then I don't know who else there is. So it, it's in, in Cliff Kingsbury is, is having a lot of success. We're seeing what Steve Kime, the Cardinals brass envisioned when they took this kind of, uh, you know, not this, this weird ascension to a head coaching position, in the NFL, a guy who was fired from his alma mater in college. And he's a head coach, what they envisioned as far as his offensive uh, strengths. Let me let me push back just on two things quick because the first uh the 2011 Packers say what's up. Yes. Greg Jennings, yes. Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Jordy. Randall Cobb, Jermichael Finley. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It was sort of like who's going to stop us. They went 15 and 1 last year and Aaron Rodgers played the quarterback position at as high a level as we have ever seen. Yeah. Um and number two and I I'm I'm so ready for Alex's answer on this one. Uh, you you said Cliff's K Cliff Kingsbury has this offense playing at a high level. Does he? Or does Kyler Murray have them playing at a high level? Because I, I still see a lot of roll the ball out. A lot of the old, uh, um, oh, why am I going to forget the name of the, the Kentucky basketball coach? Come on. You deserve this. Calipari. You yes. deserve let him, let him struggle. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> I, I see a lot of that. Now the run game, the run game is very, is very cool in terms of the design. A lot of the offensive stuff is, is just sort of like Kyler making it happen. And as, as you know, people who, who follow the Packers as Packer fans, that is a familiar position to be in because that was Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers for a lot of their tenure. It's not even really a knock on cliff. Cause if you have Kyler Murray, Hey, let him go do the thing. And, and he can make those plays. He can make you right. I just, I, I, I'm, I still have my reservations about Cliff Kingsbury. Let's see him. Let's see him in a primetime game, put together a game plan and, and win a big game. How about that? Let, let's, let's see him win one big game. And then we can talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Don't touch that dial. We'll answer right at like, cause like, no. that's the first question because <laughs> we have, we, we're, we're up against it. So yeah. Peter, um, I've changed my thought process on it. At least fifteen oh. percent. At least fifteen percent. I'm not backtracking. I've been given new information. Peter will re-ask that question on the other side. I also get. I'm so excited to ask him a question about if he ever thought Devontae Adams, after being Jordy Nelson's wide receiver two, would actually be able to jump into this role. Because when Jordy got hurt and tore his ACL, Devontae Adams could not catch a football. And what's happening now is absolutely unbelievable. That'll be the third segment. Coming up next, Peter is going to firing squad Bo Brock and myself, starting with, is it Cliff, is it Kyler, or is it both? But first, Bo, will you tell me about McDonald's, please, right yeah. now? Uh, 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 yeah, the episode <laughs> of Locked On, Cardinals, Packers, this crossover episode brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Vicky has always been more than just a place for tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends, family can reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group. I remember when we had off-campus lunch in high school. Mickey D's was always where we were heading. Knowing they'll have a dependable Wi-Fi. We didn't have Wi-Fi back then. Endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, a place where teammates, opponents, and home team and away team can come and recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at along a road trip and uh, rest your legs, refuel. And it's not just a place to eat. It's one of the best places as far as it's serving your communities all around the United States, all around uh, the world, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get affordable food. It's a place where friends, family, and the community can come together. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. We're loving it. You know who's always there for me is mm -hmm. uh, Rock Auto, Bo. Uh, Peter, are you a car guy? Uh, I, I kind of like wish I were, but I'm not, no. Okay. Cool. So. No, that's great. So join the right. club. I feel like Locked On Podcast Network should be brought to you by Sports Gene, not Car Gene. And that's right. why rockauto.com is so fantastic for us. Rockauto.com, if you don't know anything about cars, all joking aside, it alleviates the stress and angst of having to go to a chain storefront and be like, hey, I'm 38 years old. I don't know anything about cars because I've had to do that before. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models and with the supply chain all out of whack, chain storefronts, it's hard for them to keep all the parts at a store. So even if you go to that store and you want to be upcharged 30, 50, or even 100% for the part that you need, they may not even have it in stock. And that's why rockauto.com is even better. Go to rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Uh, their prices are reliably low, whether it's you know your daily driver or your you know your weekend convertible that Bo has. He has it's cherry red, it's a Miata, it's true. Um, rockauto.com has got you covered. Brake, lamp, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, carpet, whatever. Go to rockauto.com. Um, they're family, you know, so they'll treat you right. Go to rockauto.com, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com.
double cheeseburger for me, guys. That was my that was my go to. I was a two cheeseburger value meal guy for a while. Mm. And sometimes you just got to go through and you get just just got to get a fountain soda. Just like <laughs> I just want a diet coke. Just like grab me a grab me a medium soda. Eh, I'll get some fries too. That, that I like that one. All right, so you teased it. It was it was just professionally done. I love it. I love it. Uh, and so the, my question to you guys is, where are you on Cliff Kingsbury's contributions to this team? Because there were, I mean, loud calls early in his tenure, just sort of like, what what are we doing? And it seems like, like Alex, people have come around on it. There's more information. Um, we've seen things that have given me sports PTSD towards last year, namely the Minnesota game where the Cardinals needed to sustain a drive and it lasted 31 seconds. Sure, Kyler <laughs> Murray ran out of bounds. Uh, unbeknownst to anybody else, he thought that was a good idea. Normally, he's a very heady player. You can't blame that on Cliff Kingsbury. So the question is, why can you blame bad things on Cliff Kingsbury but not give him credit for the good stuff? This isn't the first time a quarterback has bailed out, potentially a lesser than at this point quarter, uh, head coach from an NFL level. Cliff hasn't regressed, and that's good. He hasn't regressed. He has more pieces. The offense is humming. They're putting up a 30-burger pretty much every game unless you have a guy or the 49ers where it's like you're not going to stop them unless you keep them under 20 points. There's no chance you win. So that's their whole game plan. Cliff Kingsbury hasn't regressed, and that's good. He's shown flashes of greatness, and that's good. And I'm taking it day by day because you're right, Peter. The one thing is – we haven't seen down two with a minute and a half left, put together a two-minute drive, go kick a field goal, and win a game. We haven't seen that yet this season. So I guess it's kind of TBD in that department now. But when I usually switch off answering questions, both things very differently than I do about this. So, Bo, just give your thoughts real quick before we move. Yeah, I mean, we were going into the season where the jury was out on Cliff Kingsbury, and now we're learning that he's a, he's a really good play caller. He really is. With the, the right pieces in place, he can be really innovative out there. You know, he's you're not seeing the same look a lot as far as the red zone. It's taken a big step in the right direction. And yeah, Peter, I mean, a lot of that has to do with Kyler Murray and what you can do with him and what, how defense have trouble just keeping tabs on Kyler and then all the other playmakers and then James Conner being able to just uh, just rush the football into the end zone. It's I, I really like what I've seen from Cliff Kingsbury this season as far as a play caller, as far as putting him in a position to where you know can you can see proof that when the game's on the line and he has to come up with the right play call, you know, I, I, you can only call the plays that you need to in those specific situations. And the Arizona Cardinals have been blowing teams out. We haven't seen that ex outside of one game. Uh, last year, I think he's, you saw a couple of them. They were just kind of marred by missed field goals by Zane Gonzalez. Different different story this year. I'm I'm buying into Cliff Kingsbury in 2021. And and I do think it is worth worth pointing out. I mean, you mentioned it, Bo. The, this idea of he's got the right pieces now to be what he wants to be. There are some there are some coaches who can who can be the elevator, the Kyle Shanahan's who are, who can take you and me and C.J. Beathard and put together a competent offense. But when they've got all these guys now that you know they they drafted a bunch of players that they want, they can't elevate the offense beyond that. And then there's guys. I think Mike McCarthy was one of these coaches. We're seeing it in Dallas now. When he's got pieces, they can really make that thing hum just because mm -hmm. of, of the way their scheme works. I'm interested on the other side of the ball, guys, because this has been a Vance Joseph defense that has created havoc. There was a great pro football focus piece about how the run defense, play to play, mm -hmm. is actually pretty bad, but that they create negatives. And the passing defense has been really good, and so that 
helps. The my line is always um the, the best run defense for the Packers is their offense. And I think in a lot of ways that has been true for the Cardinals as well. I I went back and watched the LA game. It definitely seemed like that was the case. Like Daryl Henderson got whatever he wanted, but it didn't matter because Arizona was going to score every time they got the right. ball. So on this defense, are are you guys sold that they are as good as the numbers say they are right now? I mean, the run the rush defense is a concern, but you're right. The out the offense is going to outpace most most of their opponents, and they were able to force the Rams to have to you know get away from the run, even though Daryl Henderson was having a lot of success early on. Uh, the Vikings were the most successful this entire season. You're encouraged the last two performance, but they've been against you know the Browns without Nick Chubb and only a little bit of Kareem Hunt in that game. And then the Texans are just they're they're an NCAA team. Um, I, I this is a good this is a really good defense. And, and you're right as far as they are they're not solid play to play, but yeah they can create negative plays. JJ Watt is still a very uh, highly graded run defender. Marcus Golden is a guy that can get it be disruptive in the backfield, get some TFLs. Chandler Jones coming back, uh, you know after being on the reserve list for a couple of weeks, he can be good, but he's more about getting to the passer. I I think that this defense, especially also. When you think about guys like Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, who have speed at the linebacker position, they can cut off, uh, you know, running backs turning the corner. We'll see how that goes against Aaron Jones. I think he's probably going to be one of the top running backs they've faced that can do that. But Isaiah, Isaiah and Collins, they offer a lot of speed on the edges. I, I like it a lot, and and I think when they're when they're pressed and they need to make a play, they have the ability to make a play. Also, taking consideration that Rams game, they benefited from two turnovers. That was key as well. They've been very opportunistic, which Cardinals defenses haven't been in the last couple of seasons from 2018 into 2021. They were only behind the Detroit Lions as far as interceptions. So they've been able to do that and they've been able to slow down the run when they need to. But some teams can be really successful between the 20s rushing the football against the Cardinals. That's going to be big on Thursday night. Guys, there's a lot of discussion every year about veteran leadership and bringing in these guys for the culture and and young teams learning how to win. And this looks like the model for that. You bring in JJ Watt, you bring in AJ Green, and all of a sudden you start winning football games. How much how much impact do you think they have had on not just the culture but the play on the field? Because it has to be more than just the culture. You have to be able to produce, and right now those guys are producing. Um. It's interesting because it makes us look like geniuses when we realize this, that every young player has a veteran counterpart for guidance, for support, for whatever. And the majority of those veterans weren't on the roster in 2020. So okay. Colt McCoy is one of the most underrated signings. Well, I called Bo and I'm like, this is genius because he knows he's not going to start. He's another quarterback mind in the quarterback room and he can help Cliff. Like, this is, it's perfect. And then you have Rodney Hudson. I know the offensive line isn't young, but he's this he's the metronome for that offensive line. A.J. Green adding to DeAndre Hopkins for Rondo Moore and Christian Kirk. J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones for the linebackers that Bo mentioned, David Collins, Isaiah Simmons. And Buda Baker's jumped into that role as, listen, I'm younger, but I'm the veteran here, and I'm going to be over the top for all of you guys. So the culture shift is kind of a, you know, lazy. It's a lazy way to look at it. Oh, the culture shift because they're winning. Patrick Peterson was looked at as a leader because they because he was good. J.J. Watt did more in the first month as a leader than Patrick Peterson ever did. So it's just it's how you carry wow. yourself before being thrust into that. You have to be a leader role. And you they plucked like A.J. Green. They plucked the best player from like five different teams that were out of their quote-unquote prime 
but they're all 30 or 32. It makes us look old, and they're still excellent, excellent at their craft. So that's what the shift was. It was, and Bo mentioned every single person on our def- on the defense when when he asked you about the run defense because they're not top heavy anymore. And that was the hugest knock on the Cardinals offensively and defensively. There were the Rams. That's who the Cardinals were on defense. They were the Rams. And it didn't work. It wasn't sustainable. And now they have an ecosystem that's sustainable, which is important. All right, a lot more to come here on our crossover edition. Locked on Packers, Locked on Cardinals. We'll be back in a second. But before we get there, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. They've got a new web interface to start the basketball season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before. It's still your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. It has been a wild NFL year to bet on the games. Uh, my picks have gone like this. Major roller coaster. Head to our new, their new updated website or mobile desktop to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. Sportsbooks are not in the habit of just giving away money, and they're going to do it for you just by signing up and using our promo code locked on. They got basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC. The sports calendar is absolutely loaded right now. There is something for everyone, including if you're not into sports betting, but you want to play your favorite Las Vegas casino games, they're there too. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, or Locked on Cardinals. Locked on crossover Thursday. Alex Clancy, Bob Brock, Peter Bukowski, at Peter underscore Bukowski uh, from Locked on Packers. How are you enjoying YouTube? YouTube has been fun. It's yeah. uh, I, I think it's a new audience. I think there, there's there's a lot of people who have found us because of that, and and I'm glad. I, I love I love the stream after the games. We started doing it right after the game. We did it. I said, okay, we're only going to do primetime games, and then so many people asked after a non prime game after the Bengals game. They were like, why aren't we doing the the stream? Why are we doing that? I was like, okay, let's do it after every game then. So Thursday night after the game, we will be live on YouTube. Check us out there. Badass. Yeah. And the Packers have been a, a team that I've, you know, I mean, they've been fun to watch for a long time. Jordy Nelson is my favorite wide receiver ever. Um, I used to always draft him in, in second round of fantasy. He was always that sweet spot, second round draft pick. I do want to ask you this before getting into the game. Fans want to know if he can come out and play because they might need him. I don't, I don't know why they, first of all, Brian Gunnikun should have been fired for not resigning him. <laughs> number one. Um, and then bringing back Randall, like that immediately. He was he wasn't even out of his prime. Like, I don't, he got wasted in Oakland. Ridiculous. He he should have had his number retired. I don't understand why the undervalue of of uh, Jordy Nelson. Let me ask you this before we get into the game tonight. I, I alluded to this in the first segment. Devonte Adams had stone hands when he came into the league. Okay, I remember that because I drafted Jordy Nelson when he tore his ACL in the offseason. and mm. then Devonte Adams was thrown into this target monster role of like 13, 14, 15 targets a game on the outside, and he couldn't catch the ball. And that was really the only real feasible wide receiver one option they had at that point, I believe, um, which isn't you know that far off-putting from where they are now. But what's changed besides him learning? Because if you can't catch the ball, why are you in the NFL? It, I, the only explanation that I can offer is confidence. And when you go back and you watch Fresno State tape, he was not, that was not an issue. In fact, one of his best traits was he could go up, body control, contested catch situations, jump ball, fade routes. I mean, Derek Carr was throwing it to him all over the yard. By the way, I advocated for Arizona to take Derek Carr in that in that draft in the first round. 
Um, and I don't know, the world would be very different if they had done that, but that was, that was something that he was great at. And we didn't see the drops crop up in that same way in 2014. Um, he had a big one against the Patriots in a game that they won. That was his breakout game. He had over hundred yards in that game because with Darrell Revis, they had allocated so many resources to stopping Jordy Nelson. And so it became the Devonte Adams show in, in the Cowboys game in the playoffs. That was. Um, I, I think when he sort of solidified himself as a playmaker in this team. And so there were, there were big expectations coming into 2015. You're absolutely right. Um, they, they almost go to the Super Bowl. They should have beat the Seahawks and then they come out and Adams to start the season was playing well. The whole offense was Adams got hurt. They, they go, um, they get pasted by the Broncos and nothing is the same after that. And part of it is that Devonte Adams was hurt and he would have these like eight catch on the 14 targets for 52 yard games. And you're just sort of like, man, where is this guy? And I think so much of it is he had an ankle sprain that he played through, couldn't get healthy. And you see him now with the footwork. I mean, he's unbelievable on the release, unbelievable in his route stems and, and finding ways to get open. When you, when you take the feet away from him, that's a big deal. At the end of the year, he finally started to get it going again, finally got healthy, had a nice game in the, in the Packers first playoff game that year and then gets hurt at the end, can't go to Arizona, and it's Randall Cobb who falls on his mic pack on the first drive, and he can't play, and now it's Jeff Janis and Jared Abraderis, and they still took that game to overtime. It wasn't until 2016 during the run the table era. It was on Monday night against the Eagles, and that was the moment where we were just like, oh, this guy's going to be a player. Rodgers went to him twice in contested catch situations. He's made these beautiful these the beautiful body adjustment plays. And it's just sort of like, oh, okay, this is, this is real now. And by the end of 2016, I mean, I, th I think, I think he had 10 touchdowns or something crazy. There was, there was at least among Packer fans, some confidence that he could do it when he did it with Brett Hundley as, as the quarterback in 2017, you're like, okay, it's not just Aaron Rodgers. And then by 2018, I mean, he had 140 catches. I mean, he was unbelievable and has been arguably the best receiver in the league ever since then. I was so looking forward to seeing, you know, for my money, the two best receivers in football go head to head. And, and unfortunately we're just, uh, we're not going to get that, or at least we don't think we are at this point. Yeah. Reports. He's not traveling with the team and it'd be tough. He'd have to pay his own way out there. It seems like that no, jets I'm sure, it. <laughs> I'm sure they can get him out there. If he gets that second. And, I, uh, I'm pretty sure Rogers has a PJ. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, we just spent a lot of time talking about a guy we might not even see. Also, maybe the wide receiver, too, if you want to call out. Uh, <laughs> you've got, um, but the stat, you know, you, you've thrown out there 6 and 0 without Devontae Adams in the, in the lineup. Is it, is without, does that mean that Aaron Rodgers is him spreading the wealth a little bit is probably the best type of Aaron Rodgers? There was a great quote from Vance Joseph. He was asked on a conference call, about Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. And he said, you know, they're, it's not that they're better without Devontae, but Rodgers plays cleaner. And I think what he means is cleaner in his process. He, he plays on rhythm. He plays within the structure of the offense. When he knows he's got Devontae and can just go win, he plays a little bit differently. He'll extend plays. He'll seek out Devontae a little bit, knowing, okay, he can just win his matchup, even if the play is not necessarily designed like, Devontae is the backside dig on a play that is supposed to go to the two receiver side. And Rodgers is just like, now nah, we're hitting the dig stuff like that doesn't happen. And if you go back and you look at those games, it is beautiful design from Matt LaFleur. 
And it is execution up front, especially because Aaron Jones becomes the featured guy in most of these cases. Four touchdowns against the Cowboys, over 200 all-purpose yards against Kansas City. He becomes a downfield threat, catches a, a sail route touchdown against the Raiders in a game that Aaron Rodgers had a perfect passer rating without Devontae Adams, albeit against a bad Raiders defense. But he was just absolutely on one in that game. And, and last year we saw it against the Saints. They had, you know, Al Lazard had a monster game, 140 yards and a touchdown. He's not going to play. So now you're really hoping that they can get MVS back. Can you get the rookie Amari Rodgers up to speed? Is this going to be a Randall Cobb game? I think it all starts with Aaron Jones. We talked about it in the run game. This is going to be a game where he's going to have to touch the ball 25 times. Jet motion, backfield, split out as a receiver. And, and they are not afraid to use him on double moves. Scored, almost scored a touchdown against KC, stepped out by a fingernail. Um, he had a double move, um, would be touchdown against Washington two years ago. Um, he, he can, he can be a weapon in the passing game as well. I think that's the guy to look for stepping up, um, and, and being a big part of this offense. For sure. I mean, what Bo and I talked about yesterday was the emergence of AJ Dillon, where the, you, they let Jamal Williams walk, which right. blew my absolute mind, but that's the, that's the growing up of Aaron Jones from a run between the tackles guy to a true dual threat obviously allowed them to like split 50% of Jamal Williams in the pass catching for uh, for uh, Aaron Jones. And then AJ Dillon will be the bruiser in between the tackles, which is what Jamal Williams was. Is this going to be Aaron Rodgers potentially throwing the ball 20 times and them just ramming it down the Cardinals throat or trying to initially like a Kirky cousins kind of game where eight, cause AJ Dillon would be an RB one on most rosters and people don't yeah. know him a lot. Like, is that possible for the game plan? I think so. And, and you know, the, the Cardinals are are number two. Uh, no, sorry. They're the worst defense in the league, allowing chunk runs. 17% of their runs end up as chunk runs. And when you have AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, both guys capable. I mean, I know AJ Dillon is, is six feet two fifty, but he has ripped off 20 plus runs. Now each of the last three weeks, I believe, I mean, he is a load in the open field. I would not be surprised at all if you saw on Thursday night, the first three plays of the Packers game is run, 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 and and not care. Just say, we're, we're establishing here that this is what we're going to do. Strap up because this is the kind of night it's going to be. And it is. I mean, we saw it against Dallas two years ago. They only, Rodgers probably, I think he only threw the ball 24, 25 times. Aaron Jones had four touchdowns. So if that if that run game is working and I you know this Arizona if that's one place to attack this defense it's on the ground they're giving up five yards a carry which is the second worst figure in the league I, I think that's the place to do it I, I'm wondering from from your guys perspective um, do you think they have to change anything about the way that they handle defense with with these receivers out I mean is it just going to be hey load the box up single high safety and if Aaron Rodgers can beat us over the top God bless him like is that the move? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that Vance Joseph is going to make any kind of drastic changes to how he, he likes to play or how he likes to call it and coordinate the game defensively. You're going to still see him blitz quite a bit on Aaron Rodgers, and you're going to see a lot of cover zero. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to change it. I think he, they're going to continue to do what they they've had success with all season long. Uh, it, it's interesting. And I think we need to pivot real quick before we get out of here to the, the Packers on defense because they're going to be down some key players. Uh, already down maybe arguably the best corner in the league right now, Jair Alexander. You mentioned Stokes. 
there was the guy who's the roadblock, or at least known as the roadblock to Isaiah Simmons playing time last year, Devondre Campbell, who's just actually absolutely thriving in Green Bay, <laughs> yeah. um, which is just curious. And I wish we had more time to get into it. But how do you anticipate, you know, and without the defensive coordinator for the Packers even being on the yeah. sidelines in this contest, how do you how do you see them attacking the Arizona Cardinals? How could they be successful with who they have uh, as far as personnel wise uh, on Thursday night? The, the plan is going to be no big plays. This is going to be two deep shell, um, rush for selectively blitz. You know, I think third and long, I think you're going to see some some defensive back blitzes. Jerry Gray, who's going to take over the play calling, is is the defensive backs coach and a, and a very respected defensive backs coach at that. Um, the, 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 the approach all year has been nothing over the top. Let's put a lid on it. And they've been the second best defense in the league, allowing big plays. Um, the, the reason, frankly, that the Rams couldn't get stops is because they gave up explosives. AJ Green, deep touchdown. Um, you know, it, it is it is imperative that Green Bay handles it that way. But they're going to have to contain Kyler, and it's not just sacking him; it's it's corralling him. It's not letting him escape the pocket, and that's something that Rashawn Gary, who has been a very good player, been dominant the last two weeks. Seventeen pressures in the last two weeks. Had ten pressures against Washington last week. Seven against the Bears. He, he will get a little aggressive crashing inside. And my guess is they're going to try and use that against him, whether it's, hey, maybe let's go a little zone read. Hey, let's use some of these boots to try and get Kyler outside because that's where this offensive line to me is vulnerable, is that tackle. And without Rodney Hudson, I, I you know, Kenny Clark could have a, a big game too. So that's that's the approach. The, the two deep safeties mitigate some of the issues at corner. Russell Douglas has played awesome. He was the highest rated Packer defender last week uh, by pro football focus. And I said, Eric Stokes, Chen and Sullivan had the game ceiling interception. So I, I like the secondary's chances. It's going to be winning the battle up front. Um, is, is Arizona able to run the ball? Because if so, it's going to be a long day. Um, and, and can you corral Kyler? And they're same, the same answer really is that I don't think they're going to do anything differently in terms of how they approach this game. Um, for Kyler Murray, other than emphasize, contain. Good luck, Alex Lancy, Bo Rock. I mean, it's been interesting contain-wise. He's not running the ball at, at all this year, so it'll be no. interesting to see what what um, defensive wrinkles uh, the Cardinals will see from the Packers. This has been fun, man. I wish we could do another no. half an hour. Peter Bukowski at Peter underscore Bukowski, locked on Packers. Check him out on YouTube, Twitter, everywhere you get your podcast at Bob Rack at Clancy's Corner. Um, for us, locked on Cardinals. Um, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be interesting to just see who who plays Thursday night. I mean, it's just one of those things. It just feels so up in the air. I mean, we're seeing reports. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's looking at their the starting. You know, the backup center who's going to start at center, Max Garcia, JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, like some big names. Thursday nights are weird. Yeah, Thursday nights are weird. I mean, on top of the compounding issues that the Packers are having. Um, yeah, man, this is going to be good. It's going to be a good game. Thank you to everybody. Uh, who makes Locked on Cardinals and Locked on Packers your first listen. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's, again, free and available on all platforms. Check out Peter on Friday. Check out me and Bo on Friday on our respective podcast. We'll talk to you then.